You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, this is the Paracast. It is not the Tech Night Now Live. But for the past few minutes, Alan Greenfield and I have been talking about setting the audio input levels on his Windows 10 computer. What we're talking about here is to jack up the volume a little bit so we hear him a bit better. Now, you think that would be an easy thing to do. Under Windows, Microsoft has decided nothing is easy. To give you a sample of what happens, those of you listening to the show, if you have a Mac, you simply click System Preferences, click Sound, choose Input from the tabs, and you have a level control on the selected mic, and you increase it or decrease it. Isn't that amazing how hard that is? Yeah. You don't need to read a help menu. It's not fixed, it says. Isn't that informative? Well, I hear you. It's the fracking menu. Sure. Okay. Yes, open audio enhancements. Okay. We're going to try that. No, we're not, because we're doing a show now. Oh, that's okay. He will have fun, and he will do things there that, you know, he may enter another dimension. Okay, so we will hear an echo. Things may happen that we don't predict. Levels. Look, I've got levels. Well, that's good. Okay. And the levels go up. Go up. Up. How's that? No change. How's that, people in France? Parlez-vous, mes enfants? I can hear you fine. Okay. I don't have any problems on my Windows machine. It's just a couple of clicks away for me. Perhaps it's just Gene and his uh, magic box. Oh, Gene disappeared. Gene, Gene, it's an abduction, folks. It's an abduction. Can we can we save Gene from that rectal exam? Tune in again in five, four, three, two. He's gone. Well, he'll have a good time. I can. I tell think you. you're right, Alan. I think he is gone. Yeah. It's from my own experience, I, I happen to know. Hey, while he's gone, that way he, <laughs> he can't interrupt us. So uh, try just typing sound into your search bar and see what happens. You know, uh, what's going to happen here is, is Alan is going to imagine I'm not here. We were both imagining <laughs> you were not here. You were both dreaming I wasn't here. And I know there are people out there. We call them stalkers who hope I wouldn't be here. But if I'm not here, they'd have nothing to talk about. You might have to back up because we got talking and in your absence. I know everything about what you said, (laughs) all about that. Alan Greenfield, we haven't had you on in a year or so. I'm showing that I was on in January, but we were, I think it was New Year's Eve or something. And it it shows that that, uh, Tina Marie uh, was talking to me on New Year's Eve. So it must be that we were on. I'll have to check my list of radio programs that... I modestly keep going back to the 1960s. You were on with Beckley, I think, weren't you? What a memory. Synchronicities, yeah. You two really have a way with words. You see, Randall was guest co-host there, too. And you were on with the one, the only, thank heavens, Tim Beckley, Jerome Clark, and Rick Hilberg. I remember, and I was polite to Jerry, and he was polite to me, which is... A rarity. <laughs> Nearly impossible. Right. Yep. But this was August 13th. So it is about 11 months 
since he'd been here. Since then, we lost another trooper, a couple of troopers. Depending on your point of view, we lost Art Bell. Oh, too bad. I see that really affected you. I'm devastated. Perhaps he's in a better place, you know, San Diego. Yeah. And I truly, where is the volume control on Windows 10? See, they have an answer to everything. It just doesn't do anything. Okay. So we lost Brad Steiger, real name Eugene Olson, former teacher who took up the cause of the weird in the 1960s actually probably a little later than we did but uh, he uh, had a great many books out and they were all fascinating thing is he didn't reveal sources which reminds me of the very late frank edwards who uh, seeing the dwarf that worked for the atlanta braves turned to me and said they've landed <laughs> A tasteless person. <laughs> I had talked to Frank Edwards a few weeks before he died, but that wasn't the reason. But I met him at a TV show where Jim Mosley was packing the audience. So I had to ask a question. And I asked my question, and he answered it. And we had a pleasant conversation after the show. And a few weeks later, he was dead. Well, didn't he die during our convention, the Giant Saucer Show in New York? The hotel that Trump took over. Oh, well, that really doesn't tell you anything. He took over all the hotels. Well, Edwards was a broadcaster, too, wasn't he, Gene? He had his a radio show, one of the... Oh, he was a mutual broadcaster way, way back yeah. in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, one of the originals yep. in, in the field. And then he got into writing books. I've got a couple of them here, a few uh, extra copies. Anyone wants to... He missed UFO anniversary by one day. Well, I got a call from Gray Barker, may he rest in peace, in the middle of the night. And he said, guess what? Frank Edwards isn't coming to the convention. I said, oh, he died. Well, that's a shoddy excuse for not coming to the conv to the giant saucer show. It was like three o'clock in the morning. So I, and that was the 24th. So he probably died, you know, before midnight on the 23rd. But that's exactly right. His death was announced at the Congress of Scientific Ufologists in New York City on June 24, 1967, and that is from Wikipedia. Wow, he's got a Wikipedia article. Well, I hope it's better than mine. Jeez. What does your Wikipedia article say except text a missing? A lot of stuff that, no, it's, it's fairly long, and I don't know who wrote. It looks like several people contributed to it, but it, it's mostly stuff that uh, it, they, they, they get it right areas, but they don't get it quite right, and they barely mention ufology. So, and don't mention anything about me personally, and I take offense at that. But it's like I'm not just a robot, you know, so. It's actually kind of impersonal looking yeah. at it right now. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not allowed to do anything on it. So whoever put it up in little pieces uh, has missed a lot of stuff about me that should be there. But what can I do? I've traveled the world. Blah, 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 blah. I've seen ghosts, heard ghosts. Looking here, we've got... Uh Flying Saucer's Serious Business, 
mean, this is a book that sold for what twenty five cents back in the day, and they're going. Oh no, no, anywhere no, no, no. from that, nine or dollar twenty five, maybe. I'm not. They're going for nine seventy five. Well, it to, was a bit. Uh, it was his one and only bestseller, and it, it made the New York Times bestseller list, uh, which was very prestigious in those days, the nonfiction list. So that was the only book that he had that was, you know, on, on the Times bestseller list. But here's still, one going for uh, 20 bucks. Paperback version, 1966. Yeah, well, there is no truth to the rumor. That Frank Edwards was the inspiration for the Beatles song Paperback Writer. No, that was Bill K. Dick. They, they, they said so. Well, right here it is Flying Saucer Serious Business, overwhelming new evidence that they are real. The paperback from $1.49 from 1966. And then the hardcover, which is the one I had. I had the real hardcover and the hardcover from 675. Yeah, that was a Lyle Stewart book, if I remember right, uh, which Lyle Stewart was sort of famous for softcore porn and and mystical books, sort of the, uh, uh, how do I edit this, breasts and saucers theory. <laughs> We've got more to come with Alan and Jean and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Paracast, Paracast, Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Hi, I'm Dr. Bill Deagle, MD, AAEM, ACAM, A4M, of Nutramedical.com, and a consultant providing email advice free on advanced protocols for your optimized wellness and advanced technologies to heal and regenerate you. You can contact us at Nutramedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871. You get free email starter protocols of our top medical-grade nutraceuticals, initial testing, and recommendations for your own primary doctor to do, as well as recommendations to give you an idea of a consultation and a full protocol to try to help you regenerate your tissues, heal naturally without the use of toxic polypharmacy. I can send test kits to you as well anywhere in the world and provide you recommendations for referral of specialty clinics worldwide. So contact me, Dr. Bill Deagle, at Nutramedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Community. Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see, Alan Greenfield moonlights as an echo. Echo, echo. Anyway, we actually started talking about Brad Steiger. Yeah, Brad was a great guy, and he was always very nice to me. And I returned the favor, and he, he did really interesting stuff. My only criticism of his stuff was he would, I, I understand not printing sources, but, you know, being in the field, I really would have liked to at least confidentially, you know, have confirmed some of his better cases because there are people that from the past, like Frank Edwards, who uh, some of their stories, like the Alexander the Great Flying Shield things and the famous uh, what was it, Andrew Lang, the guy that disappeared in the 1890s? The stories are totally bogus. And I don't know if he originated any of them or whether he just picked them up uncritically from news sources. But because of that, I think Brad was a you know super honest reporter. But if you don't actually get the chance to talk to sources, how do you know? I mean, and on individual cases, I like to do the proof thing. I don't think that it proves anything about UFOs, but there are authentic cases, and there are cases that can be easily dismissed. Brad was a storyteller. That was his his real strength. And I loved getting his books and just reading through them because he brought you into the scene. He made you feel like you were there witnessing the event. 
with the way he wrote. So it wasn't so much that he was just doing a compilation, like a report. And I think that was really what made him successful. So yeah, it'd be nice if he had some sources, but he's just a, a figure that is really important in the whole culture for his storytelling ability. That's a very important thing. I've been arguing that for years, primarily about Gray Barker. You know, people say, well, is that true? And Gray would have said, what do you mean true? Because truth is subjective. What would you call them? Gonzo, the gonzo journalists of ufology? They get inside the phenomena and they make you feel it. And if they make you feel it, you get it. You get as much as anybody has about it. If you're inside the experience, the experience is numinous, but it's not not resolved and perhaps not resolvable, but you can appreciate it. And, you know, Brad could tell a story, but, you know, so could Frank Edwards. So his early books, um, Edwards, uh, the Stranger books, Stranger Than Science, Strangest of All, they were glimpses into eternity, you know. He would put you right there with the AT-9697 airships, including the really, really bizarre cases there that sound more like dreams than realities, but they're, you know, they're as real as anything else out there. When you say numinous, now, that conjures up um, a lot of religious connotations. What's your interpretation of that? Is it something a little more generalized, or how, how are we supposed to take that when you say the phenomena is numinous? You know, Dave Halpern, who does a little recognized but very serious academic ufology uh, thing and was a kid with us back in the day, uh, he would come to our events in New York and New Jersey and wherever we were planted at the time. And he ran the New Jersey UFO group, although he lived in Philly. Figure that one out. It was unique. But anyway, Dave's opinion is that this is a religious phenomenon, if I'm reading him correctly. In other words, the way numinosity is meant in a spiritual slash Jungian context is precisely what he thinks is going on. He, he doesn't take Ezekiel's wheel to be a spaceship. He takes it to be an encounter with the great what's-it. The great what's-it? Well, what am I going to call it? God? I mean, it's such a Germanic term that doesn't really convey anything. It certainly isn't talking about the Elohim of Israel. It certainly isn't talking about Christ. It isn't talking about the Buddha. It's a Germanic term that we've gotten stuck with because it's the term that's gotten stuck. And it's no wonder that millennials uh, who are very spiritual in general are also not uh, into organized religion because it doesn't make any sense that it conjures up the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and the the guy with the beard and that's more like Mel Brooks as Moses than than anything that I would call uh you know what do you call it then I, I mean I'm just kind of I'm trying to get a, a bit of a beat on this because in listening to some of your past talks and comments you're not a real fan of established religion you're more into um the magic wiccan type of leaning uh oh, nature no, 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 no. nature type of thing or uh, from what i i gather or do you actually mean you know god from heaven being some other realm beyond this one no i what I, do you I, mean I, i'll define it for you but that's going to go pretty far afield for this show 
However, it is a paracast, so I'll give you a para opinion. I'm not a neo-pagan and I'm not a Thelemite. Actually, I'm a lifelong Reformed Jew, which is uh, um, I belong to a Reformed temple and I go to services. And I've always had comfortably, relatively conservative, liberal theology views. But I'm willing to look at all kinds of things across the spectrum, from classical Gnosticism to modern Gnosticism, to Eastern religions, to uh, Thelema, to neo-paganism, and I've been present at many events of that sort. Some I'm comfortable with, some I'm not, but I think we are, you know, my uh, my education is in comparative religion, and uh, uh, so I have an interest in it. I do think the term religion, like the term God, is becoming archaic. But that's because I I think spirituality is a more accurate term for people who are experiential believers. Um, Karen Armstrong uh, uh, argues convincingly, I think, that religion is a doing, not a believing in the modern sense of the term. Uh, However, I notice that, I, I can't not notice it because I'm pretty eclectic, that UFO experiences have many things in common with near-death experiences, which are often uh, uh, interpreted in a religious context. And Valet was among the first people to point out that uh, medieval folklore and even earlier folklore and, uh, and UFO lore have many points in common, so they may be uh, culturally, culturally conditioned the same things. It follows that perhaps what are called religious experiences, if they're safely in the far past, are in fact the same kind of experience. And uh, as I understand uh, Dave's point of view, it's uh, he regards the, the Ezekiel wheel, which has long been taken to be either just a miraculous event in the orthodox sort of way of looking at things, or as a UFO seen by an exiled prophet in the in the uh, fifth century BCE. Alan Greenfield explaining all about wheels, watching the wheels go by with Randall and Jean. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Now there's a proven powerful anti-inflammatory that absorbs 40 times better. Yes, Nanocurcumin Plus from One Planet Nutrition contains smaller particle size that allows absorption over 40 times better into your bloodstream. Nanocurcumin Plus may also help reduce pain and inflammation, detoxify, and help against heart disease and diabetes. Nanocurcumin Plus is now on sale at OnePlanetNutrition.com. Use promo code GCN for your special discount at OnePlanetNutrition.com, the next generation of nutritional supplementation. 
USA Radio News. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nelson warned state officials on Saturday that the threat from Russia targeting U.S. elections has not dissipated. Nielsen spoke Saturday at the National Association of Secretaries of State in Philadelphia. I think what they're trying to do, in my opinion, and I defer to the intel community, uh, is just disrupt our belief and our own understanding of what's happening, right? It's an integrity issue of who is saying what and why uh, and how that may or may not affect an American's behavior and what they believe. Twitter has suspended two accounts allegedly used by Russian intelligence officers to spread information hacked from the DNC computers and email accounts during the 2016 presidential election. An Arizona lawmaker apologized after he was caught on camera bragging to a sheriff's deputy how fast he drives. He said he sometimes goes 140 miles an hour. The lawmaker was pulled over for going 97 in a 55, but did not get a ticket. This is USA Radio News. Attention! Sorry I'm talking a little loud because I want to reach people with a hearing problem. Do you want to hear better for just $299? Yes, not thousands, but for $299. You can hear all the sounds you've been missing for years. Hearing Help Express has been helping people hear better, selling top quality hearing aids for over 30 years. Now is your best chance to hear better with hearing aids for $299 with our free 45-day home trial offer. And you don't even need to leave your home or get a hearing test. Call now to start your free 45-day risk-free home trial offer. All it takes is a free hearing consultation. Learn how Hearing Help Express can improve the quality of your life with better hearing. Call now. 800-516-7448-800-516-7448-800-516-7448. That's 800-516-7448. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. A choice, nine echo, Alan Greenfield, the one and original, telling us about Ezekiel's wheels, wheels, wheels. Wheels, wheels, wheels. So we have a bunch of religious dogma. I'm not dogmatic about anything. I mean, I, people... And well, fact, by that, I mean stories. So we have yeah. a whole list of stories. We, have, uh, we can call it mythology. We can call it dogma. We can call it folklore that's gone on throughout history that from that particular angle, you could look at the phenomena from the people who are with that worldview as being something 
numinous. Whereas, say, somebody who's not religious, who's flying a jet plane, tracking one on radar, there's nothing numinous about that. It is to the percipient. Not if they're not religious. Not, not if they're going, this is an object. It appears to be like a tic-tac. It's a craft. It's about the size of a F-18. They're pursuing it. It's the- Well, if you talk to people post-event, particularly the closer the encounter, the more numinous in the Jungian, Campbellian sense of an experience of the infinite within themselves, people do crazy things. Pilots who are very well trained go beyond the level that they're, I mean, the other events have, uh, like uh, Thomas Mantell is the classical case. He was probably chasing, oh, the some people say the planet Venus, which it can be very impressive and looks like it's moving if you're in a vehicle and particularly in an airplane. He was flying, flying a... Uh, a 51, but I mean, he was saying that the object looked large and metallic. He wasn't describing it as angelic. No, but he was willing to lose all of his training. A not bold pilot goes beyond uh, 20,000 feet. It was not a pressurized cabin and not in a P-51. And uh, he lost consciousness and crashed, uh, leading to the mythos. Why would a pilot do that if he wasn't climbing the stairway to heaven? I think that it, it, you're underestimating the effect that these events have on the witnesses, because what we hear is the, the cut and dry version from nuts and bolts interviewers, newspaper people, ufologists, whatever, and they tend to reduce it to its scientific sounding anyway, scientific sounding. If you follow what I'm saying, they, they have, in effect, a religious experience, and it profoundly affects them in much the same way that near-death experiences affect people that are the percipient of those. There's a lot of scientific stuff on that, pro and con. But for the experiencer, there are profound long-range effects or even a considerable number of studies of uh, people who experience near-death experiences that their lives are completely changed by the experience. So you're kind of uh, maybe referring to something like Valet called it a reality shifter or reality changer, where the nature of the experience is so overwhelming to the witness that it changes their worldview. It makes them see things in a new and a different way. And it leaves them open to reviewing not only the worldview, but even the suggestion. If you listen to some of the people who are contactees or people who have have allegedly been in communication with aliens, they seem to just take what they say for granted as if it's the gospel truth. And they don't think about it until later. Is that sort of what you're getting at? That sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, it changes how they live their lives. Right. Yeah, I I could completely uh, agree with uh, that. That is the definition of, uh, of a numinous experience in the classical sense, a road to Damascus type experience, which you could interpret in UFO terms also if you wanted to. Uh, and, you know, there are people that have. What was that woman's name, the minister that wrote UFOs in the Bible? She was very much into the notion that uh, biblical events could be seen in terms of UFOs. My argument is reverse of that, that UFOs can events can be seen in terms of uh, if you factor in uh, Young and Joseph Campbell and maybe a liberal dose of William James, uh, you're getting 
very close to all we can really know about these things by studying not so much the phenomena, but studying what happens to the witnesses and saying, what does this compare to? It compares to meeting the gods, going to the oracle, uh, having a near-death experience, having a life-changing experience. It's transformative. And the source may be something that we can never exactly get at. But we can say things about that source because people change. I even think some of the secondary experiences actually happen at the time of the original experience, outside of time. They have tiny time pills, as they used to say about a certain anti-congestion medication. And uh, somebody like Stryber, I'm sure he would not particularly appreciate my saying this, but I think he originally had a very real experience, although he himself was skeptical that he was really seeing things as they are instead of things as the phenomena manifested for him. But his subsequent experiences get wilder and wilder. Yuri Geller starts off with a UFO experience, and then he starts you know, doing watches and bending spoons and other things. I think people that have experiences manifest those experiences for the rest of their lives. And that is not studied in ufology as much as it should be. Instead, what we focus on is what is it they saw, which may not be the correct question, which is why it's never answered, because it's not the correct question, which is something I've been arguing for 40 years now. I I must say there are more people who tend to agree with me now than than was true when I was putting out the Alternate Horizons newsletter in the late 1960s. So progress does exist, but I wouldn't go to a MUFON convention to find it. I think you're on to something that we need to refine it. We need to make it sharper so that we can understand what exactly it is you're talking about there. I think I'm with you. To a certain extent, I think the witnesses definitely are a key factor in determining the nature of the phenomena and what it's doing here. If I don't sound clear, it's because we have all had so much of the paradigm of spaceships coming to Earth from somewhere else or natural phenomena misinterpreted as that or hoaxes, that we, we, we tend to make it a false dichotomy. It's either one of those or the other. And I think it's something entirely different. And I would say, read uh, When Prophecy Fails, which is about cognitive dissonance. Uh, be sure to watch the profound and l- little sung uh, uh, HBO series, uh, The uh, I almost said The Invaders. I wonder what brought that up. The Leftovers, which is also a pretty good book, but the uh, the series is short, but much better. And it raises all of these uh, quasi-religious questions without providing any real answers to them. And of course, that's what you expect with profound experiences. You expect them to be not something that you can grab hold of and put in put in an essay. Uh, you can't. Well, is this is this something that then is just conjured up in people's minds because of their belief in any particular religion, or do you really think that there is an objective reality separate from the witness that is sending out some sort of perception to the witness, and then the witness is interpreting it within their cultural paradigm? 
both. I think, first of all, there is uh, a serious question as to whether reality as we understand it is simply a limitation of our ability to uh, uh, to cognitively understand the universe around us. We have a set of senses and a brain that are sort of hardwired to do some fairly primitive thing. Okay, before we go there, Alan, Gene, Randall, you're in the Paracast. Admiral Bird here. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a mossy embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk green-fed dairy beverage every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from with over 30 probiotics a mossy's undeniably nutritious refined cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy a mossy so good and you need to try it contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to gcnteam.com 
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, has Alan Greenfield become Donald Duck? What makes you say that? You've never liked me. Tell it. Tell it. I can't speak of this in mixed company. (laughs) We're not mixed. Oh, okay. We are mixed. There's a dog in here. I'm not referring to your wife. I'm to the barking sound. We know about the barking sound. Yes, that is Teddy Bear. That's a little white thing that's turning his head towards me, and now he's lying down. He figures he got his one minute of fame, and now he can proceed. We're getting to into the weeds, but it's also getting into some core stuff here, because I think that... That is the the legitimate question. Are we seeing things or are witnessing things or percipients experiencing, to use uh, uh, Keel's term, uh, that we simply can't resolve as they really are, so we resolve them according to our own uh, limited uh, abilities? As I point out, if you take the uh, available senses that we have that are honed to survive, obviously, or we wouldn't have, uh, and we wouldn't be here talking, would we? Um, they, are, they are designed to uh, reproduce, uh, run away, uh, kill, eat, and pretty much nothing else. And for the last, what, 10,000 years, development, developing agriculture and so forth, we've gotten more time to contemplate ourselves and the universe but the senses are, in terms of biological time, an hour, you know, in existence for an hour. And in terms of geological time, uh, a minute. And in terms of cosmological time, a nanosecond. So how can we expect to understand something that is truly, in the greatest sense of the word, alien? I would recommend Edwin Abbott and Flatland to get some little notion of what that might be like. 
the word alien is a perfect description because I don't necessarily like to use the word extraterrestrial or ultra-terrestrial or subterranean because we don't know for sure where they're from or exactly what their nature is, what they are. But we do seem to be able to say with reasonable certainty that it's alien to our civilization. It doesn't come from within the boundaries and constructs of the world that we know. So saying it's alien is a pretty good way of looking at it. Yeah, I think that's that's precisely the type. Of course, that's a loaded term in the USA in current discourse. But uh, uh, alien is anybody from the Great White North or much more so from the southern border, uh, the greedy uh, uh refugees who are coming here and taking our jobs we don't need to go there i'm looking at it more of in a biological term it actually comes from biology where it's a reference to something that originates from outside the environment in which it's found maybe even outside of biology i mean that's uh you know you you really all bets are off as to what it is and only uh, a few people who have become prominent have uh, even suggested that idea. Keel was one. Uh, uh, um, uh, Gray Barker was an unappreciated one. He was taken as a prankster. I, I took him for what he was, which is he went into a culture that uh, had a lot of mythological elements in it, and uh, and he got it. In mythological terms, uh, you have to understand that when I say mythological, I don't mean untrue. I mean mythological in the sense that uh, the terms classical meaning of uh, that which is numinous and and of mythic proportions, and that's uh, an entirely different thing from saying it it's non-existent. Clearly, there's a stimulus. What the stimulus is may be uh, literally unfathomable. And, and you know what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm getting you there. I mean, what I'm seeing is a lot of um, cultural front-loading uh, and in terms of the interpretation, depending on the, the level of education that people have. And that, of course, corresponds with history. And so the better educated we become, the more likely it is that we're going to look at it more objectively. Uh, we see a lot of that going on with classical religion, where things like thunder are interpreted as Thor's hammer, but we know now that's not the case. Maybe it's the not. Thing. There is no Asgard. <laughs> Only in the movies. It's it's a beautiful myth, but it is a myth. That doesn't mean there's no thunder. So the, the question for us is: Well, if we can look at it objectively, then maybe we have a better chance of finding out exactly what it really is as opposed to what we traditionally might have believed it was, say, transports from hell, devils, demons, angels, something like that. I think that would be only the next level of, of comprehension. And uh, probably there are something like, uh, I was going to mention with Stryber, who... Uh, who saw it in terms of a series of masks and have coming to the realization that we never get to the ultimate being. We get 
only a series of masks, and each one seems to be the revelation of the truth. There's a mystical tradition. I know the one in Judaism, in, in Kabbalism, which is that one can comprehend a certain number of spheres or uh, sephira that are gradually going up to the infinite. The infinite is called the Ain and is totally inaccessible to human beings. It's not so much that it's objective, it's part of us and beyond us at the same time. So names don't really apply, but it's a useful concept to say that it is the Ain, the Ain Sof, the Ain Sof Hour, the limitless light, and then much more material. Uh, as you would put it, objective things, and uh, gets gradually more so. And when you finally get to the totally objective, which would be Malkuth, the kingdom, the everyday world that we uh, seem to live in, uh, is uh, uh, mundane and comprehensible to anyone who has uh, any kind of handle on reality at all. But uh, it, it's in the mystical tradition to say it's very, very difficult to say that's the whole deal. It's hardly that. In my right. This sounds very analogous to what um, we might call alternate universes. If we have multiple spheres, maybe we're talking about alternate universes. And uh, I seem to have run across something somewhere. It was on your site or in one of the podcasts where that that's kind of an interest or a thought of yours where maybe there are other realities altogether that are equally objective but beyond our view and that maybe what we're dealing with is something that can transport itself between these universes what do you think of that idea i think that i uh, talk about that a great deal uh, up until relatively recently meaning in the last 20 or so years the idea of alternate realities was just that an idea but it's been reinforced since the uh, um uh, uh quantum mechanics has been understood uh, as one of its several possibilities of its ultimate source is uh, the, the so-called embrane theory, that's B-R-A-N-E, that is that the universe is a series of uh, membranes that ours is just one of, and there are other universes, some say a fixed number, uh, some physicists, this is respectable physics, I mean, it's not universally adhered to, but it is one of the three or four uh, acceptable uh, theories about the nature of reality. Uh, and uh, some say there's an infinite number, and an infinite number implies something that is also not something that we can truly comprehend. We can say the word, but it means whatever you think is out there is. But it's not the only thing that's out there because everything else is out there. And also there are alternate us's. I mean, it, it can really boggle the mind. And yet there are practical applications of, of quantum reality that's, I think, the next impact on regular people, so to speak, is quantum computing, which uh, uh, is so much faster and more efficient than the stuff that it probably has a really, really good sound control. That's <laughs> a sound control that's easy to use. I've got to break it. Stop, guys. It has a sound control that actually works. 
More to come with Alan and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Heart-related health problems affect millions of people each year. Maybe you're one of the many who suffer from issues related to angina pain, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, or clogged arteries. There is a solution that doesn't involve expensive prescription drugs that only mask the problem and leave you with horrible side effects. If you are ready to live your life free of sickness, pain, and fear, live your life with increased vitality, energy, and youthfulness, and experience your body healing itself, then you're ready for heart and body extract from Healthy Hearts Club. Here is what one satisfied customer had to say about heart and body extract regarding his angina pain. I haven't had an angina pain since I've been on it. The heart body extract is just so great. I thank God that I was led to this product that's doing so much for me and that can do so much for other people. Call to order your two-month supply of heart and body extract today. Call 1-866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Alan is getting beside himself. In fact, because of the alternate realities, there are two Alans now. But think of it here. We have Alan in Earth 1. We have Alan in Earth 2. We have Alan in Earth 38. And we wonder... How different are these Allens? The question of the ages, Alan Greenfield. How different are the other Allens? Do they all look the same? I mean, if the Allen from Earth 73 walked in tomorrow right here, would I think he's you? Well, he would look like me, probably, but he would probably be very different. And you would be one of the first to spot it because you've known me a very, 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 very long time. And at each stage of decision, like each one of my marriages, that's a considerable number of universes itself. Yeah, but how many people out there have been married 36 times? <laughs> well, and in so, some are simultaneously married 36 times right now in Saudi Arabia. My, my friends in the 
Arabian Peninsula, it's 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 the gospel there, so to speak. A wrong term to use, but what the hey, they're over there, and I'm in the Jewish Tower at the moment, also known to me as the Lightning Struck Tower. That's a tarot reference, people. Tarot, it's cards. It's not really cards, but it's hieroglyphs. There would be, if you follow one version of in-brain theory, it's also called the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics in physics circles. And I, I publish a lot of stuff on that on my uh, Facebook page. I, I really use Facebook not as a as a friend thing, but as a blogging thing. I mean, I have a number of friends who are actually on my friends page, but nevertheless, most of the people, I mean, I have several thousand. They're not so much friends as readers, and I provide interesting material every day to them um, at no cost to them. And they can freely comment, but as I say, I give as good as I you know, get. So somebody can, as long as they don't get racist or sexist or abusive beyond the terms of use of the Zuckerberg empire, because I don't want my page to get pulled down. Let's bring uh, this back to the uh, many worlds interpretation, because it, I think that one world is the world of the cloud. And I'm talking about it, but I'm talking about it on a practical level, on an objective level. And you're not getting it. You want to get away from the objective and back to the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. And I'm telling right. you, if there are many worlds, there may be an infinite number of worlds. If there's an infinite number, anything that you can imagine, or even things that you can't, by definition, are true somewhere out there. No, not necessarily. I mean, I think we have to be careful about uh, getting into what the skeptics might call the field of quantum woo here, where we just uh, take a mystical approach to looking at quantum physics and interpret in our, our own self-serving way so as to be able to justify belief in things that are basically nonsense. That, that's a real danger because and most people don't understand what quantum physics is or where it even began or why it's even called quantum physics to begin with. Well, that's true, but for every person who is willing to go way out on a limb as I'm perfectly willing to do and say this this is probably the implication of it there are people who have a vested interest in bringing it too far down to earth and the, the internet is full of people every subject you can name that is in any sense off there are debunkers there are debunker sites and some of these people are professional debunkers. I know some of them, and uh, they simply uh, cannot go beyond whatever the current scientific norm is. But that changes all the time. The implications of quantum mechanics uh, uh, are, uh, are profoundly disturbing. And that isn't a quote from me. That's, I think, Niels Bohr, a perfectly respectable and... Uh, oh, sure. No question about that, but I'm... In pretty much every uh, mainstream scientific article that I've read on the many worlds interpretation, the, the physicists will readily admit that the math works out fine, but that in reality, we may not be dealing with that much of a possibility. You know what? I wanted to bring something out here. If we have multiple versions of Gene Steinberg and Alan Greenfield and J. Randall Murphy, 
Is there a version of Philip Class that believed in UFOs somewhere? You know, like right Earth sixty nine, Philip Class. Yes, but there's also an amazing Randy who, who is an absolute believer and who is. I saw that Randy in this world briefly in the 1960s, and then he reverted to type. There's some people that just won't believe anything. In fact, a bunch of hippie physicists saved physics from becoming just a, a, a yet another dogma in the 1960s, and it was the the quantum. The implications of quantum mechanics that were the was the uh, means by which they were able to open up the world of physics. Look, I've seen fundamentals in science go from superstition to orthodoxy in my lifetime, and I'm not that old. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I was watching, actually on the YouTube, speaking of the computer, it was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson with a panel of, of philosophers and scientists talking about the possibility of alternate universes. And they were taking it very, very seriously, but not so much from the view of quantum physics. This is another approach where it could be possible and from information technology, from computing, by saying that it is possible that we live in some sort of virtual construct. They were taking this very, very seriously. So we don't have to deal with all of the complexities of quantum mechanics to get the analogy that our universe might be like universe one in a particular folder in a tree of multiple other folders, and that perhaps there are lines of communication back and forth between them that might allow something from one universe to slip into another, cut and paste, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, I think people tend to project it onto their own discipline, but the notion is it reduces down to the same thing, that there's more to reality than what we can See, and there are some screwy versions of that too. The matrix theory, it's impossible to argue it. It's also impossible to falsify, which is we're not living in a real world. We're living in a simulation. And you will find all kinds of sites on the internet. By the way, I don't believe this one. I find it profoundly wrong, but it would equally well explain the strange phenomena that I'm interested in. I was reading one account today of a of a man who saw a little gray man. This was 100 years ago. So it was, you know, you can argue it was a gray alien, but this being was entirely gray. No face, no, just a like claymation, really. And he was walked past this man for several minutes, wide awake, middle of the day, and didn't show any interest in the man. But the interesting thing is, without saying anything to his neighbor, his neighbor also saw this man when he passed his house, and then he disappeared. The second guy saw the uh, the being disappear. This was in a book by uh, uh, Annalie Yaffe, uh, a Young's associate, uh, called Apparitions, which I read an early version of in the early 1960s, and I'm rereading now because I can't afford any books at the moment. But it's a very interesting case, and I thought the first thing that comes to mind is. That's another universe bleeding over briefly into ours. You know, you can explain it in terms of, quote, apparitions or ghosts or mystical experience. Or you can say, we are in a razor thin relationship with other realities and they can manifest. And whether they, uh, they come out of, you know, whether you come from computer 
technology or come from quantum physics. I don't, by the way, I don't think the core of quantum physics is that hard to understand. They're the the basic experiments that that show quantum physics can be done in a high school lab and is all the time. It's you know that uh, so that's it's not that that difficult. It's just that the implications become mind-boggling, and the math is very challenging. We have a challenge with Alan and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. (laughs) Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh. And it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you can actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside our borders. At Miles Franklin, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box program in North America held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid Foundational Storage, partnered with the most respected name in security. Maintaining an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and residing in Minnesota, the only state in America that regulates the precious metals industry, making doing business in precious metals with Miles Franklin the safest choice. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited, a name you can trust. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of Truth Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's obvious results. 
My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We are facing challenges, ladies and gentlemen, as we explore other dimensions. We should also explore the second radio show we do called After the Paracast. And it's available only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com to learn more information. We also offer a version of the show free of the network ads. So the people at YouTube, if they freak out, they can check that out. We also have, by the way, a brand new version of the Paracast come coming soon. And people have asked us about merchandising, you know, official Paracast t-shirts. We've got some great ones under development and that's where it goes and it's not on earth 73 it's on this one whatever number this is we have alan greenfield we have jay randall murphy as our guest co-host i'm gene steinberg we're exploring other realities ufos and heaven knows what gray men little gray men in the 1800s in switzerland where it all comes from i think this is really fascinating actually and i'm Really glad we can get you on the show today just for you to be able to express your particular views without, uh, and not that I, I minded our other guests, but uh, it's really great to be able to hear you express them more fully yourself. Why is it that you are resistant to the idea of the computational construct or VR reality? What bothers you about it? Nothing bothers me about it in the uh, in the broader sense. It's just that if there is truth to that, then you can easily slide over into the notion that we're living in an ersatz universe. And I think it's it, philosophically important, since we have real day-to-day situations, not to go off into a pie-in-the-sky sort of thing, that it's useless for us to accomplish anything because everything that we're doing is just a simulation. Well, no, it isn't. I mean, it may be, but it's a a real simulation. People really are dying in Syria. Okay, yeah, that that doesn't make our existence any less relevant, is what you're saying. And I would have to agree with you. It's an easy slide in that particular configuration. But I'm not opposed to it. I just, the the old thing about uh, religion being the opiate of the people. Well, uh, uh, science is the opiate of the scientists. And 
technology is the opiate of practically everybody in the world now who's who's wired and that can be dehumanizing and i worry about things that are technological solutions to numinous problems i prefer those that retain some of their numinosity even when you investigate them that it's there's always something beyond the horizon because that in turn allows for idealism and what Western civilization most needs right now. <laughs> We're completely backwards on that particular view then. Well, um, we used to have it, but it was it was in a form that would not be acceptable now. And in fact, uh, several books of pointing out, well, the, the, the East had Marx and the West had Jesus, and now the entire uh, entirety of uh, Euro-American civilization has neither. But nothing has really replaced it. So we really live in a nihilistic time. So we wring our hands about the latest Holocaust, if I may use the term broadly. But like the original that for which the name was applied, we do really nothing about it. And there may be limitations on what we can do, but we can feed the hungry. We can, we can bind up wounds. We can make an effort. To move towards a more peaceful society, we can denuclearize if we we just aren't there anymore. We're too busy on our phones playing games. We can use the same argument though for the numinous side because, well, here's a really good example. I, I watched a movie recently with Robert Redford called The Discovery, where uh, this is fiction, but it portrays a situation where he scientifically proves there's an afterlife, and what this does is it creates the same sort of apathy in people where they believe that this life has less worth than the afterlife and the suicide rate goes way up and he has to deal with this moral question. Should people know there really is an afterlife if it could be proven? So I look at it, okay, well, if we did know where we are, if it is a virtual construct, then we ought to know because then we can figure out a way to make use of it. Well, um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting notion. But uh, if we can judge by the advances in technology, most of which came out of the exploration of space and the necessity of reducing the size of a lot of things in order to be able to get actually get from the Earth to the moon, let alone anywhere more removed than that. And we're reaping benefits from that, but they're all t techie benefits. They're all so to speak, earthbound. Of course, everybody knows that there's pie-in-the-sky spirituality that numbs society, too. There is a happy medium. I do think, however, that people can be inspired more by things that, that have that, that luminosity. I keep coming back to that term. Rather than trying to figure out a technical system, when Really, we're drowning in technology now. I'm not saying there aren't a lot of good elements in technology. We're using one of them right now that would have been uh, totally impractical. Gene and I go back to tape spondence and writing real letters, and you could argue that perhaps something is lost there. But uh, the fact is we're using a miracle for all intents and purposes, um, a scientific miracle. And it's technology that came out of NASA. Uh, having to reduce the size of these huge mainframe computers to an onboard computer so you could figure out how the hell to get to the moon and back. Once it exists, it 
tends to become less expensive and also something that's accessible to ordinary people. But it also becomes something that becomes an opiate. I don't think we need to be numb. I think we need to be sensitized. If we're not, sooner or later, something is going to come along, perhaps global warming, and slap us in the uh, kazazer. Well, doesn't truth matter in there somewhere? I mean, I look at it as like, I don't think we need to be either. I don't think we need to be placated or reassured. I think that, that what we need is to determine what the real situation is. It's not as important as that it, we haven't look at it from any spiritual sense as it is to know what it really is. Mm. From my perspective. I think for, for people that, that are, are fact freaks, as Jim Mosley put himself uh, Never read any fiction because he was a uh, fact freak, self-described. That probably is the proper quest. And I don't nay say that because uh, I imagine Jonas Salk was a fact freak. I imagine that, uh, well, Einstein was more of a dreamer, but uh, he just happened to dream dreams that had practical applications. But, uh, well, Edison was a fact freak and never slept. I mean, and perhaps you're in that category, but I suspect you're not. I suspect that you're looking whether you, and I'm not trying to psychobabble you, but I think nobody gets into ufology that isn't looking for something that ultimately is the gosh wow experience. Let me tell you one. We, hold on. We've got gosh wow experiences from our sponsors. And we'll have more gosh wow experiences from Alan Greenfield with Randall and Jean. You're in a paracast. Cast, 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 Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News. All eyes on Monday around President Trump's meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now we're hearing after the meeting on Monday, there will be a joint news conference. Senator Lindsey Graham has a prediction for this meeting. I have a lot of faith in President Trump. Putin ran over Obama because he was so weak in the eyes of President Putin. President Trump needs to convince President Putin that he wants a better relationship, but things have to change to get it. At the end of the day, Putin doesn't respect Trump. This will be a failed summit. I believe that President Trump is going to lay out what a good relationship will look like 
and challenge Putin to get there. And if he fails to get there, that Trump's going to convince him, unlike Bush, unlike Obama, you'll pay a price on my watch. A new Gallup survey shows that 62% of Americans believe China's trade policy towards the United States is unfair. This is USA Radio News. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-204-2650 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-204-2650. Again, 800-204-2650. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST55 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST55 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST55 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-55 to 443-443. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Gosh, golly, gee whiz. We have Alan Greenfield, and he's going to proceed to regale us with something. I'm going to regale you with one anecdote, and it doesn't make me look particularly good, but it does show, I think, and maybe where the head is as well. Um, Charming thing about human beings is their ability to go, gosh, wow, I think. I was in uh, Brooksville, Florida in the late 60s, early 70s, and I made one of my many trips to the area, which was very, very UFO active and continues to be a place that has a disproportionate number of UFO-related phenomena and close encounter type things. And I was there with uh, the late Joan Reitner and her then husband, uh, Ron Reitner, who was a photographer. And we were uh, interviewing primary and secondary witnesses. And on our way back to St. Petersburg, where they lived, we stopped because we saw something peculiar in the sky ourselves. And I had, at that, at that point, I had been in ufology and deeply enmeshed in the standard UFO lore for maybe 10 years. But I got out of the car and I looked at this thing in the sky 
Ron was snapping pictures. And here is my analysis of the entire thing at the time. I said, oh, gosh, look at that. Look at that thing. Look at that. I don't believe that. I was reduced. <laughs> I didn't wet my pants, but I did everything, everything but. I was totally reduced by the awe of the experience. Turned out to be a perfectly, if you want to call it natural thing, it was a launch from the Cape that you could see from across the state because reach of certain altitude and burning a lot of uh, liquid oxygen or whatever they were burning, you can see it. And we saw a stage separate, but it looked like a, uh, um, a large cylindrical object that split apart into two and one of them landed translation there was a separation between first stage and the second stage of what was a military test but the feeling involved was perfectly genuine i was not so much interested in what it was as what it was doing to us ron was taking pictures uh, i was experiencing it and i've had a few paranormal experiences but this was as dramatic as it gets. And the fact that it turned out to be a, what would you call it? Natural phenomena doesn't seem to fit it exactly. A, conven a conventional object, a remarkable one, but a conventional one, uh, did not diminish the feeling. I mean, I can still go back to that feeling. So I, uh, it may be for you that what you need is something that gives you a floor under your feet on these things. That is, that you actually understand it. But I think that's uh, that's a mirage. I think you don't ever get there. I think and, it's the other way around. I think people who don't use critical thinking and just assume it's something mystical rather than what it really is are seeing the mirage. Now, are you saying that after 50 years in ufology and three degrees in comparative religion, that I haven't considered all of those things and simply discounted them on perfectly rational grounds? Because you're I, wrong. I, I just I don't see how. If you can explain how, that's fine. How is it that you go from having a misinterpretation of a man-made event to be something that isn't more of a mirage? than actually knowing what it really is. That's confusing me. Well, maybe because you have not had such an experience. Oh, uh, I, I do. But I know what they are. I, I can recognize them both. In fact, when I see a, an airliner fly over, I see thousands of tons of metal and plastic carrying hundreds of people across oceans. And I You're missing am the awestruck. At I'm the time, awestruck. At the time, you have to not know what it is. And you have to go through this translation device that the mind does to try to make some kind of sense of it and failing that to let go to be okay with it i didn't arrive at this because i started out uh, gene can bear me out on this i was he was a nuts and bolts ufologist for some considerable number of years i started out with the mars theory which was tenable in the early 1960s and uh, it moved to uh, must be from a nearby star to but somewhere along the line specifically dealing with the ufo phenomena i decided well it seems like everyone is is built into this dichotomy between natural phenomena versus 
spaceships from some other planet. And that isn't, isn't resolving. If that were true, then by now we would have caught one. Uh, we would have proof, but proof has been ever elusive. And people who've continued to follow that theory wind up being disillusioned eventually because uh, to quote Jean Duplantier, it's like a long walk down an endless tube. And I started to look into other theoretical constructs. And because of other areas of my life, I became aware that of its correspondence. And I'm not the only one. I mean, Valet, who has a scientific background, although he will say, you know, I put my science aside when I go into this stuff, began to see that this had similarities to religious phenomena, to folkloric phenomena, to elf hills and fairy lore and the, in, the in, entire matrix of the unknown. Yeah, he was uh, saying he'd be incredibly disappointed if it turned out to be just spaceships, I believe, to paraphrase. I, I don't think it's a matter of disappointment. I think it's a matter of that's the point that he arrived at. His first book, which I saw in galleys, uh, was very conventional. It was the conventional ufology of, of a scientist living in Chicago and uh, interacting with the the Air Force contract scientist, a one J. Allen Hynek. Uh, and uh, I think it was called Anatomy of a Phenomena. And But he got, I almost said got religion, uh, but I'm not using the term I suspect as you're hearing it. Um, he had a come to Jesus moment. Do you understand the terminology? Yeah. Yeah, he wrote Dimensions and began to think the answer lies somewhere outside the box of thinking that had been prevalent and up to that point. Bingo, and, that's where I'm coming from. I think you have to be outside the box because the box has shown nothing in 70 years. And uh, uh, if you haven't proceeded beyond phase one in that route, you can either get out of the field or continue to do the same thing over and over, in which case you're rediscovering the wheel over and over and over and over. Or you can try to find some alternative idea that is viable. Whether it's comfortable or not is irrelevant. Or you can call yourself MUFON. Well, uh, <laughs> and well said. I mean, you can, you can, uh, they're the last major group that is playing that game, but they get nowhere. NICAP got nowhere except got you out of their office and, <laughs> and the rest of us followed suit. Right. Well, uh, of course that took a shaking finger. APRO got nowhere. I didn't care about the finger. I told, I told Hall, may he rest in pieces. I told him that, uh, well, if you're throwing Gene out, he's here with us. We'll have to leave too. And at that time I was, well thought of in NICAP, but that was the end of my thinking well of Dickie Hall uh, or his thinking well of me. I mean, we had a, I did not renew my membership after that. Uh, well, that's what I love about you guys is you were there during the golden age and the early, er early modern era. And I did a, a brief on Hall and I really respect him as a researcher and someone who put together the information for the Condon report and, uh, it, he says himself that he was getting paid at one time to actually work for NICAP, being paid to do UFOs. I mean, it's like a dream come true for him. We're going to bring some more dreams, and we're going to make them come true. But first, Alan and Gene, 
and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You have been lied to. Generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in. Now, you created the Star Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11. Through 9-11, you, then you're fighting a war on terror. And now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes. Order now. At KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Homemakers. 
Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, just to bring things up to date, probably 10 years later, I met Richard Hall in Fort Smith, Arkansas, where they had a UFO convention. And we drove there with my old friend Kurt Southerly, who's been on the Paracast a couple of times over the years. And we just shook hands, and we talked, and we let bygones be bygones, because he realized he overreacted, and that was it. He lost several people. Uh, one of the qualities that I am not particularly fond of in myself, but it's, it's real fundamental to me, is I do hold grudges, and I thought that that was awful. I thought that you were a fellow ufologist, and Kehoe had been very nice to us the day before, and he was dreadful, and we should have picketed him. You were there with Gene when this went down, you're saying? Uh, me and uh, a friend of Gene's, who, uh, Marty Salkin, who was uh, in the peace movement, so we got the idea of picketing NICAP. Yes, I was there. We were all staying at a hotel that I later found out <laughs> since uh, Marty and I were stopped by the cops at six o'clock in the morning wandering around Washington saying, what are you doing here? DuPont Circle in Connecticut Avenue, which is, by the way, also where Klaatu got shot, interestingly enough. But apparently it was a gay pickup spot back in the days when when that was uh, socially unacceptable. And two guys walking around at six in the morning got us stopped and we put people in jail here in D.C. for that. And I said, well, in Atlanta, we don't have any jaywalking laws, which is true. And uh, we got off with a warning, and I, it was only later that I found that out. But I, we called Ray Palmer, we called uh, Dr. Heineck, and, uh, and Jacques Vallée. So as a result of being kicked out of Richard Hall's office, we were able to parlay that into a later meeting in Chicago with those folks. And that was all very interesting and important, I think. Palmer wrote an article in his magazine, Flying Saucers called No Investigations Can Actually Proceed. Of course, that means NICAP. <laughs> he also thought NICAP was a, uh, a governmental front organization. I have some reason to believe that that was the case because of, at the time, I thought it was a ridiculous accusation. But uh, in later years, I talked to Dewey Fournay, uh, who had been the uh, Pentagon monitor in the early days of... Uh, Project Blue Book, I think, or Project Grudge even. And um, he said, yeah, the 1953 CIA panel thought that uh, the private UFO groups were uh, infiltrated by communists who were going to, I mean, in the, ter in the terms of the times, it was not a total uh, fantasy, but, it, you know, you get out of those times, it was McCarthyism. Uh, but they decided that they needed to scare UFO groups out of existence because 
1952, July 1952 flap over D.C. so flooded radars and and uh, filter centers uh, uh, and other means of detecting the evil Soviets who were coming to to turn us into pod people or whatever they were coming to do that they decided that uh, UFO groups our flying saucer groups would be an easy mark uh, for for the communists so they became instead an easy mark for the CIA sounds ridiculous in terms of now but if you if you lived through or have studied the McCarthy era that's that's the kind of thinking that went on back then that practically took us into a global thermonuclear war later. We're not going to get into the politics of now, where we have more pod people in control of government than we did then. Well, I'm not sure that that's the only place you find pod people. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. You find a lot of pod people that are staring at their little machines all the time. And... Uh, I have watched it happen and am into it enough to be to use it. But to me, a technology is something to be used to enhance life, not to be a substitute for life. So it, I watch it happen, and it's partly amusing and partly a very, very sad thing. By the way, when I was in school, uh, uh, that, that is in high school, um, uh, sound of Alan Greenfield trying to remember his deep, dark, distant past when he was in high school. Obviously, no, an no, experience no, no, no. that he didn't enjoy. I'm just trying to think of the technical name for it. Uh, the, the 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 movement of the tectonic plates. That what's the term for that? Earthquake. Tectonic plate movement. No, there's no there's a more uh, a spiffier term. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. That was considered to be. Uh, outre fringe science like acupuncture you know that was uh it was not legitimate theory now it's orthodoxy i mean uh um absolutely and things do change yeah we learned well yeah people learn but they don't learn from learning they don't learn that the next big thing will also change everything it literally changed the shape of the earth it changed what the Earth looked like in its primordial form and also exposed that those few scientists who were advocating for that were marginalized, just as Velikovsky was, just as Tesla was. And uh, that doesn't make them right, but it does mean that certain ideas are forbidden. And when orthodoxy forbids ideas, it's uh, inherently worth looking into. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's uh, the whole academic elitist thing. That's not a very good way to go, especially if you're trying to find out what the truth is. You would think that those people, of all people, would want to be the ones to get to the bottom of it. But there is just as much politics in science as there is anywhere else. Gene, if I could just back up a bit there. So you buried the hatchet with Hall, and then you were about to tell us where it all came back around to, and we went on to something else. Can can we just back up to where you can finish that? There's not much to say. I just happened to see him there, and I walked over to him. And he smiled, and I shook hands. And I said, you know, are we burying the hatchet? And he kind of said, yes, we are. And he probably realized that he overreacted then. And therefore, we just let it go. There was no reason to even bring it up. 
and maybe he realized what had happened. And part of it, I think, was the fact that he had developed this hatred of Jim Mosley. And this is another story. I've told this before on the Paracast, so turn the radio down low a little bit. Not too much. Or you can tell me later how I changed the story over the years. So, Jim Mosley told the story, I wasn't there, that he called Nightcap about something. And they call answers. And in the middle of the conversation, Hall says, are you taping this? And Jim says, no, I don't even own a tape recorder. Which he didn't, because Jim no, was a Luddite, a yeah. classic Luddite. He didn't have an answering machine he on his phone. He didn't have a computer. He had an electric typewriter through the end of his days. Yep. Right. So he had a manual up to a certain point, and, and hand-justified, uh, that was, mm-hmm. until he got really old, he hand-justified every issue of Saucer News, which is, a, to me, a remarkable. Yeah. And there was only one person on the planet who can also do it. Uh, is that you? Yes. Well, you don't, though, do you? Because it's it's time-consuming and you, it's not necessary now. The machines can think for us. Right. But you see, in those days, what we do is you type it once, mark the number of spaces you had to add to justify. Yeah. Now, I, I, wh- I, when I, I put together Caveat mTOR, I did the same thing. And I also got a hold of one of the primitive typesetting machines called an IBM Selectric Composer. And it was the same thing. You would have to type twice. And they had two different versions, one where you did it manually and the other where it would print it out on a punch card. And when you ran it back and played it back, it would be, perf- it would be perfectly justified. I remember um, those days. Let me tell you about that convention, though. Let me make sure we're talking about the same convention. Is this the one in the mid-70s where MUFON and APRO and NICAP were all involved in sponsoring it, and there was certain thing in middle ufology where we were concerned that they were going to consolidate power and sort of, you know, uh, do the equivalent of putting the rest of us up against the wall? Well, this was in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay, Fort Smith, right. And I met, now wait, wait, we got another story. And then you can take it over. Okay, so I also met Carl Lorenzen and Jim Lorenzen. Now, Jim Lorenzen was a really nice guy. Carl Lorenzen was a crusty woman. And that puts it very, very mildly. But rather than tell you what happened, let's do our break. And then when we get back, we'll figure it out. With Alan Greenfield, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast, cast, 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 cast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, 
and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Let us continue here. So, shook hands with Jim Lorenzen, seemed like a nice guy. Coral Lorenzen said, Oh, you're the guy who ran that photo in your magazine without our permission. There's something called fair use, ladies and gentlemen. So I ran this magazine called The UFO Reporter, pre-caveat mTOR days. And I ran this picture with a credit. It was a picture of Lonnie Zamora. Now, to make things clear, this was a photo that had appeared in lots of places, and I gave credit for it, but I didn't know that she took it. And she says, we spent $100 to take that photo. How dare you? This was, what, 1965. Ten years later, the first thing that came to her mind when she saw me was, because I looked pretty much the same except being 10 years older, oh, you're the one who ran that photo. And I thought to myself, really, really, is that all she has thought about in 10 years? Yeah, probably so. Where you were concerned, that was forever associated in her mind. That convention, I just decided, as I said in my first and only self-published book, Saucer, Saucers and Saucerers, which is totally out of print. So good luck finding it. Uh, some rare book people have it. I don't get anything for it. And I never did. I mean, it was for a dollar. In fact, it was that book that I got in my original fight with uh, Jerry Clark. But anyway, at that convention, I was very concerned because the big UFO groups which I thought by then I, I was convinced they were on the totally the wrong track and were people like Coral Lorenzen and Dick Hall. And I, I would not abide that. So I went up a week early and all of the radio interviews that were available locally, I set a tone for the convention. Uh, I think I was there with Rick and uh, Ed Beeble or I, I forget who was there, but we had a little group of people that you know, we're basically sabotaging the the convention. And I do remember 
that uh, everybody who was alive in ufology was there as they were at that convention that fate put on in Chicago in the same era. In fact, Kenneth Arnold was there. Margaret Mead was there. I mean, it was <laughs> briefly <laughs> with Mosley chasing her for an autograph. But I do remember that one of the things that, that I wanted to do was uh, any press that was there, and there was some, to give a pretty much what I've been saying tonight with song quantum, because I wasn't yet sufficiently versed in that to defend the position just uh i uh, my instinct was where we need a theory that is more in line with uh alternate dimensions concepts rather than uh, uh spaceship gene and i and two or three other people i hope you remember this gene we because sometimes you don't remember my story like the wanaku story but we went to a hotel room with a reporter from it may have been the National Enquirer or one of their competitors. I think it was one of their competitors at that time. Major circulation, but you know they were they were looking for a flying saucer story. And we basically said, you know, these these theories that people have don't correspond to the phenomena as as it is manifesting. And we went on and on and on as I will tend to do. And Gene was doing it too. And this reporter is just writing things down and taking it all in. And then when we get ran out of breath or ran out of uh, something to drink or whatever we were doing or smoking, as the case may have been, <clears throat> the guy didn't say anything for a minute. Like he was trying to figure out what would be the diplomatic thing to say at this point. He looked at us and he said, you guys don't believe any of this stuff, do we? Stuff was not the word he used, as I recall. And we just smiled and said, no, we don't. We don't believe in NICAP. We don't believe in fairies. We don't believe <laughs> <laughs> We don't believe that the moon is inhabited. <laughs> you know, I mean, we went through, you know, we don't believe. And he was just like, then what are you doing at this convention? And we said something like, trying to save ufology. And whether he got it or not, I don't know. So I remember his article, which came out a week or two later, was and was at every checkout in the United States and Texas, was very favorable to us and not so favorable to the convention organizers. But I got Charlie Hickson drunk and got his drunken version of his story, and it checked out. I mean, he, you know, he was under the table. I wasn't, uh, and he was. Uh, the story stayed the same. So I, I did the right kind of interview. I can't imagine Coral Lorenzen doing that kind of interview with Hicks. She might have bought into his story, but, <laughs> but it was the cold, sober version, and she didn't apparently know any good Latin because in vino, veritas. Actually, it was more like bourbon because Mosley was there and it had to be. But uh, I remember when I used to visit Mosley every night. He'd have VAT 69 whiskey, mm -hmm. and he'd have something that you smoke and inhale. Mm -hmm. And he had a light organ. That was his only technological uh, device. At least you he mean did one of those things that you plug into your stereo that would like go with the music, that type of thing? Yeah, a very early version of that. You know, it had it was it was simple. It got activated, our lights got activated, and it was behind a plastic thing. I had one right. too. 
got it from I, Radio Shack or something, right? Yeah, but I no, he got it. I mean, it was a big one. Uh, Jim was well to do, and it was a big one. I had you know like fourteen different ones, but then I had every gadget in the universe because I was a gadgeteer. Still, still am. I just don't. So what the was g- the trippy music back then that you'd listen to? Like what Jefferson Airplane or was that even too? That's too not new? trippy. No. Okay, what would be trippy back in those days? Uh, MC5, maybe? I don't know what Jim's taste in music was. This is before Pink Floyd, I guess, eh? He used hip instead of hip. That that says something. I mean, <laughs> consider he's he was a generation older than us, and by rights should have been dead many many years ago. But actually, I mean, because like I said, I don't think I ever saw him draw a sober breath or not have a cigarette in his mouth. But he did live into his eighties. So yeah, yeah, but his father did too. His father outlived him, unfortunately. And there are lots of things that can be said about that, other than his father was an anti-Semite. Yes, and he lived in Atlanta and was an associate of Gerald L.K. Smith, the most notorious anti-Semite in America. But uh, so were some uh, Smith's associates, included several members of the NICAP board. However... Wade, uh, Wade, Wade, which ones? I don't remember. I mean, they were the original list, and where I got the original list was... uh, was Ray Palmer printed it? So you can, if you you've still got copies of Flying Saucers, which I don't, you you will find it in the in his anti NICAP issue, which I think we provoked, right? Yes, I mean, indeed, we provoked a lot of things, but this is where we were at our peak. Yes, we were. We were fine young men dedicated to mayhem and truth, justice, and the Canadian way. Canada. <laughs> and we're legalizing up here this summer, by the way. So Speaking I understand. Which, yeah. Just think a couple of former teen ufologists takes over the industry. <laughs> hey, uh, let's we, go back we, a bit. We to- just outlived everybody. That's Alan. <laughs> Poor let's- Halpern. He's actually an intellectual and an academic. And of course, nobody pays any attention to him except me. You know, I mean, he publishes this blog on WordPress, which, you know, sort of dooms it right there. But uh, it's a really, really, it would go over really well in Calgary, although he's in North Carolina now, I think. An unlikely place for him. He's been on the Paracast a couple of times. Oh, he came to the uh, reunion of the uh, uh, National UFO Conference, and we had a good time together because uh, I don't know anybody else that speaks fairly fluent Hebrew, and he does. So we, we <laughs> between my interviews with Beckley, uh, I didn't interview him. He interviewed me. You know, we uh, got to do our break here, folks. Got to do our break. Alan Greenfield, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy, and you're in the Paracast Cast Cast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, Then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract from within a few days. I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, I did not expect this at all. By the seventh, eighth, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Heart and body extract comes with a 100% ironclad money back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. This is apropos of nothing. 
So it's obvious that we can have David Halpern and Alan Greenfield speak Hebrew. I saw this recording that was made of Leonard Nimoy, maybe a year or two before he died, speaking Yiddish. The entire interview was in Yiddish. Billy Holiday speaking Yiddish. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> Go ahead. So let's see. Yiddish is contagious. Of course. So how does that relate to UFOs? Uh, you got me there. <laughs> uh, the golem, the dibuk. Uh, are both phenomena that are uh, nearly identical to the phenomena that you have in abduction cases. Zoigetis. So therefore, E.T. speaks Yiddish. Only if you ask him to. Just think, in the movie Earth versus the Flying Saucers, the aliens could speak every language. Oh, yeah. Remember? That would be really ironic, that whole thing there, because the Nazis claim to be in cahoots with uh, them as well. And, of course, we've got the UFOs with the Nazi insignia on it. So if they were in any way Jewish, (laughs) I would kind of... I even did a show on that on TV on the History Channel, one of many that I did on the History Channel, until I said, this is a bunch of hooey, to be polite about it. And they never invited me back after that, but... uh, Anyway, I think the whole Nazi UFO connection is someone translate for me. <laughs> I know the translation, but I really don't know how to do it on a program that young folks might be listening to. Well, Alan, getting back to the multidimensional or the alternate universe idea, I, we may have touched on this last time you were on the show. I'm not sure, but we have this thing that's become a little bit more popular out there on the YouTube and so on, where it's called the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. What, they, what they think is that, you know, where one of the ideas of this is that we're getting these uh, pieces of reality mixed up. Some people maybe slide through some kind of a sliding door into another reality where they, it seems to be the same. And then yet certain things are just different. What, what's your take on that? Is it just people's well, bad memory, or do you think this could be there could be something to this? I think that uh, uh, most of them are, in fact, being forgetful about something and remembering uh, Nelson Mandela was in jail, and then he got out of jail, uh, and then he became the president of South Africa. I mean, that's a pretty big climb, aside from anything else that you might say about it, and People remembering his funeral is sort of the conflation of the fact that he, I mean, he was still alive when the Mandela effect was coined in that way because he was, in fact, still alive until, what, two years ago? Five years ago, maybe. Time. Yeah, in your reality. I'm one of those people that remember both. And I've talked to a few other people who remember both. They they go, yeah, I remember He, he was he died in jail and there was a big funeral and everything. And this is what I remembered because I was when, when he became, when he was let out of jail, I was like, what, how, what's going on here? Because I was one of those people who had remembered his, his whole memoriam thing. Well, so there's no conflating. Elaborate. You can't really conflate something that hasn't happened yet. Right. You no, can have them. <laughs> well, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, you could conflate some other South African activist, like uh, what was the one that was killed in uh, the uh, 
the middle of the anti-apartheid struggle. Uh, and there was a big funeral for him. And you may have seen or heard about that. But I'm not going to try to rationalize it. I mean, I'm just saying that 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 often, maybe I picked a poor example because you have a better memory of that. But like Billy Graham's funeral, Billy Graham died three times. I mean, he's, he finally actually died, but he was, you know, like pushing a hundred at the time. And in fact, he outlived his, his time. It was a little sad. He, uh, he barely made a ripple on the news. Uh, Bill Maher said he was glad he was dead or something, but that's, that's a, that was. Well, I guess maybe let's, and just to make it a little more interesting, you know, the story you were telling about there was the gray little man that was seen walking mm-hmm. past some people. Okay, so I'm thinking that if there is some truth to this interdimensional or alternate universe hypothesis, that maybe it's the same situation for them in many cases as it is for us. In other words, you know, he might find himself this little alien guy walking along through some familiar path wherever his universe is and then suddenly find himself walking down a street wherever going what the heck is this and then just disappearing back into his realm and then telling the same story on that side like i was just in this place i have no idea where it is or where it was maybe it's just as mysterious to them as it is to us yeah, I think that's probably the explanation for a lot of those cases in terms of uh, of memories that don't jibe with the historical record, the recent historical record. I like to say we can't agree about the last war, how we're going to agree about things that happened a thousand years ago. You know, that's um, uh, there's some truth in that. But history has a speculative edge to it that is annoying to people like me that are very, very much history junkies. But Of course, history is owned by the victors, as they say. They're not always. I mean, you know, they, the uh, probably the Gnostic scriptures that were dug up are, at this point, more fascinating to more people than, uh, than conventional biblical studies, simply because they, they were suppressed for so long, and then they were stumbled upon, literally. Not you mean like the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah, but, stuff? yeah, yeah. I, they were both stumbled upon at approximately the same time in different countries. But at the time that the state of Israel came into, ex- I mean, you can, you know, make. And at the end of the the Holocaust, you can make that, uh, you know, say this is a synchronicity or this is a significant chain of events, or one has nothing to do with the other, or or it has a causal relationship, as in. Things were being stirred up in uh, the Holy Land, and uh, therefore the Bedouin were out searching for things to either burn or sell to, uh, you know, I mean, the, the economic explanations, semi-Marxian stuff. But, as I said, Marx and Jesus have gone the way of all flesh uh, so we have to come up with something new and better than that. Anyway, I think there's some credibility to that. And there, there are even more uh, dramatic stories, like the woman who woke up in the wrong world and the guy who was uh, – I mean, I can cite the specifics here, but I, I can't do it offhand. I would have to go to my sources. But uh, I'll paraphrase. It sounds like it could be interesting. And before you paraphrase – Alan Greenfield, ladies and gentlemen, is preparing to paraphrase. He's meditating right now. I see him. 
and oh. he's pursing his lips or he's oh. giving his or his wife her purse or something like that or saying om oh. or whatever. We've got Alan and Gene and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. The Paracast. The Paracast. 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 Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you like alkaline water or know someone that does, you're going to love the Dylan Living Water Bottle. It creates alkaline water on the go while reducing plastic waste and saving you money. Made with surgical grade stainless steel, the Dylan Bottle increases the pH up to 9 to deliver both alkaline and antioxidant water anywhere you want it. Alkaline water is healthier, tastes better, and can even boost energy. The Dylan Bottle makes it easy and affordable to be healthy and achieve optimal hydration. Get your Dylan Bottle today at dyln.co. That's dyln.co. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. USA Radio News. All eyes on Monday around President Trump's meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now we're hearing after the meeting on Monday, there will be a joint news conference. Senator Lindsey Graham has a prediction for this meeting. I have a lot of faith in President Trump. Putin ran over Obama because he was so weak in the eyes of President Putin. President Trump needs to convince President Putin that he wants a better relationship, but things have to change to get it. And at the end of the day, Putin doesn't respect Trump. This will be a failed summit. I believe that President Trump is going to lay out what a good relationship will look like and challenge Putin to get there. And if he fails to get there, that Trump's going to convince him, unlike Bush, unlike Obama, you'll pay a price on my watch. A new Gallup survey shows that 62% of Americans believe China's trade policy towards the United States is unfair. This is USA Radio News. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-204-2650 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-204-2650. Again, 800-204-2650. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. 
Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Our homegrown small business tries to help people just like us. That's why we design and test our handmade products with great care before we introduce them to the public. You can easily find Sunny Bay heating pads on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Sunny Bay heating pads. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Alan want a cracker? Alan want a cracker? <laughs> Parapsychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is married to a girl that had a, uh, one of those African greys, which are the most intelligent. Uh, bird i think and it would say things like hey come here and if you went over it it'd bite you with its great big beak just thought i would pass that along to okay you were going to tell us a story uh, about one of the incidents okay so this woman i believe it was in uh, southern california maybe san diego i'll i'll have to look up the case but the general outline is she awoke next to the person who was the husband of her physical body and said, where am I? And she w- she had not suffered a stroke or anything. I mean, she was from another universe as far as what she said was concerned. She was not married to this guy. She didn't live in Southern California. She was from the Portuguese Republic of America or something, you know, some, some plausible variation of, of history. Of course, you know, since she persisted in saying that sort of thing, they did, uh, you know, uh, uh, fMRI and various psych tests. Apparently, there was nothing wrong with her other than the, the distress that she had at waking up in a different world altogether. Another story of the same sort was uh, a guy who was driving to his hometown. It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode, but it's not. It actually happened. And uh, he arrives, and it's a different town altogether. It's not just that he his memories are of, uh, I mean, if I go to my hometown, it is definitely, I assure you, quite different from the way it was when I was a kid. But you can tell this was a different town altogether with different streets and different, but with the same name and the same geographical location. And he was totally at a loss as to where he had made a uh, wrong turn, as it were, (laughs) into another reality. And then, of course, there's the famous case in Japan of the guy who came from a country that uh, doesn't exist. Tarag, I think, was the name of the country he was from. And then, of course, uh, he had a passport. It looked legitimate. He had plausible stories about this place. And he'd just gotten off a plane. And there was the man from Tarag. And I believe he, if I remember right, he just vanished uh, shortly thereafter. So maybe all of these are cases of, uh, if they're not deceptions or uh, cases of mental illness, maybe they're all people that, that 
the difference between realities is very, very permeable, much more so than we generally realize. And that, in fact, reality uh, is on very shaky grounds and that more than occasionally things slide in from other realities and out to other realities. And it happens so often that it's it's just part of our, our world. We, we kind of filter it out because if we thought too much about it, we might not be able to handle it. But dramatic example like the ones I was citing, and, and people will, uh, you know, glam on those. I have several that are, you know, personal to me that... Uh, well, let's uh, hear one. Well, they are personal. I mean, I, I'll tell you one, and you'll see what level of sensitivity they, they are. Um, Jean knew my parents, and uh, my mother outlived my father by, oh, 25 years. And uh, she had a strange not strange in the supernatural sense, just a uh, hard-to-diagnose illness for a while, That after which we got to be uh, buds a lot better. That is, there was a lot more candor, and she told me a lot of stuff about my father that I had never known, and uh, it was strange stuff. But then she told me that he had died of pancreatic cancer. Well, he didn't. My memory is very clear. He died of stomach cancer. Now, granted that they are nearby organs and some of the symptoms are the same, but this was something that she was saying as well. It was stomach cancer, a slow-growing, long-term thing, and he, he spent a year dying, so it was most unpleasant. You don't forget stuff like that. Well, neither would my mother. She was sharp as a tack to the end of her life. Um, um, and yet we both we remembered it very differently. Now, I have a shallow theory as to what may have been a conflation on her part. Couldn't be me. I'm never wrong. But, uh, but that's a very, very strange thing. You know, I mean, that's an important event in both of our lives, and yet we remembered it uh, a different diagnosis altogether. Yeah, people seem to have those types of experiences like that where it, it can be really dramatic like the initial stories you were telling or it can just be simple things like a person um spontaneous like spontaneous dematerialization of stuff you you say drop something you, or you place something somewhere and you know that you placed it there you go back and you look and it's just not there and there's no explanation for why it's not there and Six weeks later, it shows up exactly where you'd looked a hundred times, you know, that sort of thing. And I think just about everyone has experienced that in their life, Uh, either that or (laughs) I I need to get therapy. I'm not sure. No, I've had that experience. Now, I've had like when I moved from the little redneck town that I was living in to the Jewish tower, Uh, some things got misplaced, and I have since found most of them. And if I, I, I don't find them, I assume that uh, my son, who was uh, living there as well, uh, may have gotten them. Uh, or um, they're somewhere here, but I've not unpacked everything. And I, like I said, I've found some of the things that I was missing. So that's not the same. And the white sock in the, you know, the one sock in the in the dryer 
probably not going to another universe. It's picking up static electricity and clinging to some shirt somewhere. And if it shows up eventually, okay. If it doesn't, it you know was in the shirt. You wore the shirt, dropped out of the shirt. You well, while you were out in public and is gone. I mean, but that's that's very common. However, if it's something like. Uh, a photo or a uh, uh, memento or something, and you sit it in a just-so place, and it sits in that just-so place all the time, and it's gone, and you look in the just-so place, and then you look down on the floor, anywhere it might have bounced, you get a flashlight. Does this sound familiar? You get a flashlight, you look around for it, isn't there. Three weeks later, you go to get something else in the cabinet, and there it is. That's where it was supposed to be in the first place. So is somebody playing a trick on you? Possibly, but who has access? If nobody has access, it's very strange. Let me give you the story. My story, reading glasses. I have reading glasses and contact lenses and glasses with progressive lenses. And so I took off my reading glasses and returned back to my office area, and they're gone. I have a second set. Didn't make a big difference. But where are my reading glasses? And I asked Barbara, where are they? I don't know. I didn't steal them. First comment, are you saying I stole them? No, I didn't say that. I just don't know where they are. Two weeks later, I'm looking over at my inkjet printer, which is straight ahead. Now, I stare at that printer all the time when I'm recording a show, or at least when I was living in this particular location, I would stare towards the left. Not that the show was left-wing, but I'd stare towards the left and I'd look at the printer. Right in front of the printer, I found the glasses. Now, I looked at that printer between the time they disappeared and the time I saw them again probably 50 times. But suddenly, they appeared and this is going to make us disappear for a couple of minutes. A strange power called commercials. With Gene Steinberg, Randall Murphy, Alan Greenfield, you're in. Paracast, cast, 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 Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. 
try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. When Alan Greenfield does that voice, I think his head's going to start spinning around. How do you know it isn't? We're not on video. I don't have a camera at the moment. Yes, but I can see you. You see my hand coming in through the liquid coding on your computer screen if you get threatening i'll show that picture of you and ralph lale and you still have that recording that would be a very valuable item to transfer to uh to disc digitize i ran across a few tapes the other day when i was opening an old box 
unfortunately, that box is in storage now. But if I ever go back, I would turn on a tape recorder and see what's going on. I transferred a lot of things to uh, digital media that, and I threw all my uh, cassettes away because I have nothing left to play them on. But I do have like the MUFON 1971 convention, which I simultaneously went to. And because there was another meeting in St. Louis to organize something called the Libertarian Party, I went to that too. So I'm not a libertarian, but I went anyway. It seemed to be where the action might be. And I have an interview with Stan Friedman on it, a long interview, where actually we were discussing some of the stuff we're discussing tonight. Of course, his view was very conventional, you know, Roswell, other things. Roswell, 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 a balloon uh, or something like a balloon. No, no, there were bodies there. Yeah, sure. And if you believe that, I have a bridge that goes to Brooklyn. Gene will tell you all about it. <laughs> well, you see, you first have to pay to buy the bridge. And because we've learned from the great Bernie Madoff, we sell the bridge and we return a profit to the first 50 people who buy the bridge. Unfortunately, the next 2,000 people who buy the bridge, well, fair goes. Bernie Madoff. He disappeared completely. He must have been abducted by aliens or Salvadorian or Salvadorian aliens. I haven't seen him around. You know how, by the way, if you want to really go into the spookier side of the um, alternate dimensions notion, it gets almost to be Shaverian because the number of people who disappear without a trace and don't show back up every year is amazingly high. Uh, you know, some are people that have been sold into slavery and sex trade and uh, whatever, but it's a staggering number. I can't tell you what it is offhand, but it's like six or seven figures every year, every year. And I'm not talking about cases of disappearances that show up or people who had reason. I'm sure Bernie Madoff, if he had had the opportunity, would have made off <laughs> but, uh, instead of breaking rocks or whatever they do these days in, in the, uh, the extra country in North America known as the American prison system. It's a large number of people that just drop off the face of the earth. I say that the Andrew Lang case was a made-up thing. What made up by Frank Edwards? He got it from an 1890s newspaper, which on a dull day, every newspaper in those days would make up a story, sort of like the Inquirer now, but the Federal Inquirer as it will become known. I think that that's an astonishing number and begs for some sort of a weird explanation of some sort. Shaver would have said, oh, I took them to the caves. But between that and dropping out of our dimension into another, maybe the Andrew Lang case is a parallel to things that have actually happened routinely all the time because he disappeared right in front of people. And I've just been binge watching one of my favorite. The Andrew Lang case? Uh, maybe I, I'm not familiar with that. What is that about? Uh, you sh you've probably read it and forgotten about it because Frank Edwards definitely had it in one of his early books. I Because uh, when I was a teen, I read everything he wrote and it was in either Stranger Than Science or Strangest of All. I'm, I'm sure of that. 35 quite, cent paperback. Quite possible. Can you remind the audience? In the 1890s, as I recall, may have been as far back as the 1880s, a man and his family were 
were living on a farm, I think, in, somewhere here in the south, but uh, where, I don't know. It's all south to you, so it doesn't matter. Not Eugene. Uh, it's all north <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's all north to the north, and to the south is a wall, a great big Chinese wall. And it will have as big an effect as the Great Wall of China did. None. Well, maybe fewer people will go missing. <laughs> so, okay, so you're Andrew Lane. So David Politis, you think he's on to something? Yeah, that's a, you know, I would not naysay it. Uh, Lang was, disappeared in front of his family. And for days thereafter, you could hear his voice in the air. But then that died down and he was gone. Now, maybe the earth swallowed him up. There are sinkholes in, in Florida, interestingly enough, in the same areas where you see UFOs and have close encounter cases. There are also sinkholes that swallow cars occasionally. But this was in North Carolina or somewhere like that, and not a likely place for it to be a sinkhole. And they didn't see a sinkhole. They just, one second he's there, and the next minute he's departed. Next second he's departed, like the, uh, the series The Leftovers, which I'm very fond of. I'm going to commit the great sin here and mention that there was a Star Trek episode where there was a, I think it was some sort of transporter accident, and Kirk ended up uh, floating in between realities, and he'd, he'd appear in some part of the ship to some people and then disappear and bones thought that she was going nuts and that people were just seeing things, but he was really just stuck in between dimensions somehow floating around. The original Star Trek. I bought yeah. every episode. The, you know, it's very interesting in these early days, Alan and I, we'd call each other a lot or he'd call me more often than I him because he had more money than and I remember distinctively when Batman was on the first season, Batman was on. You mean like with Adam West? Adam West and Burt Ward. It was twice a week, I think, Wednesday and Thursday. Did you accidentally summon me? <laughs> <laughs> Batgirl. It's Batgirl, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Batgirl. I really wasn't prepared for this, but there she is, Batgirl. So anyway, we would talk, talk on the phone for like half an hour about that stupid episode that we were watching at the age of, you know, whenever, 1966, I think it was. Yeah, well, actually, I one time when I was in New York, I don't remember what the occasion was, but you and I went to a movie, and aside for your telling me how you got out of the draft, it was a patriotic move, I think. I didn't have bone spurs. No, 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 no. You told me a story about glasses and staying up all night, so your eyes were blurred. And we, we watched one of the two Batman serials from the 1940s complete at some theater in Midtown Manhattan, that secondary theater. Do you remember that? Yes, Lewis Wilson played Batman, and yeah. the costume was so amateurish. Listen, Alan Greenfield, we need to ask you, if we want to know more about the things you do or don't do, where do we check you out? Go to my Facebook page now. There are a lot of places you can see my stuff, and you can just Google my name. It's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, Greenfield, like it sounds, and you will see me all over the Internet because I've been on it since it was the ARPANET, so it goes back a long way. But my Facebook page is under T. Alan Greenfield Author. That's not my design. I had another page, and they pulled it during uh, the period where they decided the mean old Russians in Leningrad, or whatever they call it, St. Petersburg, excuse me, I just committed heresy, uh, have been, uh, were uh, 
infiltrating Facebook. This sounds incredibly familiar. Let's end it there because we'll leave a cliffhanger for the next appearance of Alan Greenfield. He should be on more often. I sure should. Yes, he should, sure. Yes, and guess what? Alan and Randall will be featured also on this week's After the Paracast to continue this discussion. You can find us on Facebook. We have two Facebook fan clubs until they decide if they were infiltrated and make it one. I have no idea. We're the Paracast on Twitter. We have the Paracast Plus where you can get a copy of the show free of the network ads. And you can also get the After the Paracast podcast where you never know what's going to happen next. And guess what? We don't either. That's what makes it so much fun. And you can learn more if you go to plus.theparacast.com plus.theparacast.com we give you instructions simple sign up all that good stuff special thanks to our guest co-host Jay Randall Murphy and to Alan Greenfield the one the only my best friend or one of my best friends thank you for joining us The Paracast Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.